Welcome to Believing the Bible with Scott Lane and Terry Reed of the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association with a message of hope in today's troubled world based on biblical truths. We hope that today's program is enlightening and inspirational. Grandpa, Grandpa, guess what? My teacher said that the squid changed to an octopus after a space alien infected it with a virus. Is that a fact? Did your teacher see him do it? Oh, Grandpa, she read it from the scientific journal, so it's got to be right. Be careful about believing everything written by scientists. Scientists used to say that there were Martians who dug huge canals on Mars. But that was wrong. But a book that does not change is the Bible, God's Word. It's never been proven wrong. When your teacher tells you about space aliens causing evolution here on Earth, you got to ask her, how scientific is that statement? After all, What's science supposed to be about? Isn't science learning about the world by observations and experimentations? That's right. So you have to remind your teacher about that. Then politely ask her what part of squid to octopus has been observed, and how can she prove that there was a virus used, and who saw the E.T. who brought it? But Grandpa, I don't think we're allowed to ask that many questions all at once. Well... I guess you'll have to ask them one at a time. The main thing to remember is that science is about asking questions and getting the same answers for the same questions. Now, it's not a science book, but the Bible will give you consistent answers to your questions. It says in Genesis that God created the world in six days, and that is repeated several times in other books of the Bible. Genesis also says that God created them, meaning people male and female. And Jesus confirms that. And the answer to the squid becoming an octopus? Well, that answer is still in Genesis when it says that God created each animal after its kind, which tells you that he created the squid kind and the octopus kind on day five in the beginning. So one did not change into the other. And that's a fact. Welcome to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reid, Dr. Carl Williams, Dr. Daniel Harris and our producer, Ed Salzwell, all directors of the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association. We are here to reassure you you can believe the Bible from the very first verse. Today we're going to talk about squids possibly turning into octopuses via space alien DNA. This brings in the Matthew Cherhadi a few months ago gave us a great set of data on this. He's done research, in fact, that shows that squids and octopuses are so different from one another, they are different kinds, which fits into the biblical narrative, which fits into what the Bible tells us. But this whole thing now inserts itself into the attitude of panspermia, of life coming from outside the earth, etc. Because they can't explain it here. Why? Why even go into panspermia? Why try to transport this somewhere else? I think Dr. Crick, Watson Crick, who uh, discovered DNA, was the first to admit publicly, I think, that the DNA molecule was so complex that it just couldn't have occurred spontaneously. It had to have had help, and maybe it came from outer space. (laughs) But not God, just somebody from outer space. Well, one of the things that Frick noticed was that And remember, this is not a science nothing. This is a guy who was one of the co-discoverers of the design of the double helix structure of the DNA molecule. 
But upon looking at the physics and chemistry of this planet, he said life could not have evolved here. And this guy was not a creationist. This guy was not a believer. That's correct. And yet he said, well, we have to look somewhere out there. Terry, why do we look at such weirdness? Well, Professor Richard Lowenton, a geneticist, uh, he actually gives us explanation. He says that the scientists will accept these explanations, and he says, quote, in spite of the patent absurdity of some of its constructs, and he goes on to say, because we have a prior commitment, a commitment to materialism. And then Scott, It's philosophy, it's not science. Exactly. Yeah, materialism is the philosophy that matter and energy are all that exist. In other words, no God, no supernatural, none of that. And then uh, Scott C. Todd with the Department of Biology at Kansas State says, even if all the data point to an intelligent designer, such a hypothesis is excluded from science because it is not naturalistic. Of course, the scientist as an individual is free to embrace reality that transcends naturalism. So, in other words, anything but God. Anything but God. Now, this would have been better probably if we had gotten Dr. Cherhadi back to us today, but let me give you the background of this whole discussion for why they even start talking about space alien DNA. One of the basic ways that evolutionists think that one thing evolves into another is by gene duplication. That a gene is duplicated from, from one uh, generation to another and changes, is mutated. The problem is when you look at the squid DNA and the octopus DNA, their genes are so very different it couldn't have occurred that way. They have a ton of what are called de novo or out of nothing genes. And we're not talking a few, we're talking thousands of these genes which seemingly come from nowhere. So it doesn't even seem plausible. It, not seem plausible, cannot be plausible. All right. Therefore, the, space aliens. Therefore, it had, it, they had to have an injection from somewhere else because it makes no sense. Now, when they see these very different things, because octopus DNA and just the octopus itself is so different from all other mollusks, from squids, from everything else, that they start talking about something called convergent evolution. Now, that's a, that's a term that's used in evolution when they can't explain why the same thing was put in this sea creature as opposed to this vertebrate on land. But the creationist has a fairly easy answer for that. Both of them had what? The same designer. The same designer. And he had purposes for what was going into one land animal and the same purpose for that sea creature. And so he simply took the design that he already had made for one of them, took it right off the shelf, and put it into this other one. The concept of convergent evolution is contrary to the theory of evolution, the theory of evolution that it's all random. Yeah, my Kia Soul has a lot of similarity, similarities to a Rolls Royce. Uh, that's not what I see in the commercial with those gerbils <laughs> pushing the thing along. You are listening to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, and Dr. Daniel Harris. If you would like to learn more, go to sabsa.org. That is S-A-B-B-S-A dot org. Today we're talking about <laughs> the lunacy of believing that, well, we can't explain the evolution of octopuses by evolutionary processes, so it had to be injected from outside, from space. Why can't we just accept God 
designed it because it looks designed. Why can't we? That would mean that you'd be accountable to somebody. Might have to fess up your sins. Oh, now we're getting a philosophy. Now we're definitely meddling. <laughs> ah. So that's what Christians are supposed to do. We're supposed to meddle a little bit. If we don't meddle into uh, the social ills of the world, then the, the world will never know what the cure for their illness is. One of the interesting things about science is it's supposed to be it's supposed to be about what we observe. It's supposed to be about what we can test. It's not supposed to be about what we can dream up and just say, well, and give just a just-so story about that. And yet, science today is getting to be fairly famous for that. How much dark matter have we observed? Zero. Zero. That's why it's dark. Yeah. It, it, it's, suppo- it's supposedly... I that's find it on the side of the road all the time. <laughs> watch out for it. Snap your... Yeah, it'll crush your uh, exhaust pipe. There, the lay uh, who was the astrophysicist who just died, Hawking. Hawking, supposedly a a huge person in the field, and one of his big answers for where everything came from was the multiverse theory. How much solid data is there on the multiverse theory? No observations, zero. No observations, zero. And so they feel like they can just extrapolate out and theorize anything they want to make their science plausible, and yet what is the one thing that cannot be discussed? God. A designer. And incidentally, that designer is far more plausible than multiverse and a whole lot of these other things that are talked about. It's a pick-and-choose science. If you talk about a designer, then you're just being religious. You're not being scientific. Again, it's philosophy. We have decided decided that you cannot talk God. You cannot talk designer. But you can talk multiverse. You can talk black hole. You can talk anything else you want to, even though we haven't been there to observe these things. I'd like to say something about this, the philosophical problem we have here. The evolutionist and the materialist is arguing against miraculous. But when they posit that, the, that one kind of organism can, by one step after another, transition into another, they are positing many miracles. And many miracles are therefore less probable than one miracle. The Bible has us positing the existence of a couple of miracles at the beginning of time. We are positing less miracles than the evolutionists do. Amen. Amen to that. In capsule for this, what we find, and this squid-octopus analysis of DNA confirms this, what we find when we look at the DNA, the genomes of different animals, is that they can be readily characterized and categorized into families, groups, or kinds. The evolutionary theory is that one thing slowly developed into another, but we don't find those transitions that we should be finding in between them. What we find in the fossil record is evidence that far better fits the kinds categorization that the Bible has, and not this thesis of evolution. And yet, that is almost something that's foreboding to be discussed. It's foreboding because, as Doc Williams noted, it makes you responsible to, to that designer, to that God.
Information for creation events in our area are on our website's calendar page. For more information or to schedule a presentation, go to sabsa.org or call 210-599-7240. When you go to our website, you can click on a link to our newsletter. Our website has a link for contact information on which you can order our newsletter to be emailed to you or you can call us. Also go to whyshouldyoubelieve.com. That is Terry's website containing articles looking at current day issues from a biblical perspective. SABSA meets the second Tuesday of each month at 7 p.m. We are now meeting at Faith Lutheran Church just south of the corner of Jones Maltzberger and Thousand Oaks. There you will find biblical apologetics and creation science teaching found nowhere else in Bear County, as well as the availability of books and videos on these important subjects. If you miss any part of this show, you can listen to the show anytime by going to the AM 630 KSLR, the Word in South Texas website. Click on KSLR Podcast, scroll down until you find Believing the Bible. Please join us again next Saturday for Believing the Bible. I'm Scott Lane, and for Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, and Ed Salzwell, thanks for listening, and we hope you found today a reason to believe the Bible.